Matthew 28, beginning verse 1, it says, Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene the other, and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. When the angel spoke to the woman, don't be afraid, he said, I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The woman ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but, was, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, to, to them, Don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. I want to just share a quick message. Uh, go tell. Go tell. The gospel's not supposed to be quiet. It's supposed to be spoken about. And we're supposed to tell. And I, I think Jesus chose correctly to make sure the one that got the message first was women. If you want people to know, tell the women. Jesus told them, the angel told them, go and tell. Jesus said, go and tell, amen. And I am telling you the words of Jesus today to every one of you, go and tell that Jesus is not dead, but he's alive. He is not in the grave, but he has risen, amen. It is our responsibility to give the message of salvation to the world, to tell them that Jesus is not dead, but he's alive. There are four things that everyone should hear and everyone should know. Four things that we should tell everyone. It is, it is an it is a honor and a privilege to share these four messages with others. I heard one person say, why should the whole world hear the gospel many times if there are people in this world who have never heard the gospel once? And it's our responsibility to tell everyone what Jesus has done for us, Amen. to go and tell them. So there's four things that we tell them. We tell them that he's alive, that Jesus isn't dead, he's alive. We tell them that in him all things are made new. Amen. We tell them the kingdom is here, now, and we tell them he's coming again. Four things that we should tell everyone. In Ephesians chapter 2, Verse 4 says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love, which he, had, which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together in Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up together and made us. Everybody say, made us. Yes. Sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. There's resurrection power now 
Jesus is alive. There's resurrection power. The first thing is that Jesus is alive, that he rose from the dead. So there's resurrection power, that God loves us. And the word of God says that, that because we have been saved, because we have given our life to God, that he has now made us alive. The whole world is dead. When we watch the news or when we hear people talk or when we see the things that people do, it's not, it should not be a shock because dead people do dead things. Dead people do dead things. But we have been made alive. And because we have been made alive, everything we do, it gives life. Everything we do is, is part of the purpose of God. We don't have to live a dead life anymore. We get to live a resurrected life. We're not trying to save ourselves. We're already saved. We're not trying to bring some sort of life to ourselves. We have already been made alive. Matter of fact, God says that he has made us sit together with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. I'm not trying to get to heaven. By faith, I'm already there. Christ has made me alive. I'm alive in Christ Jesus. And so Jesus is not dead. He's alive. And, and because he's alive inside of me, I have resurrection power. So whatever I do, it has to succeed. Wherever I go, there's going to be victory. Death cannot overtake me. I've been made alive. Tell your neighbor, I've been made alive. I've been made alive. In other words, I didn't earn it. I didn't work for it. I didn't scheme to get it. He gave it to me. He made me alive. I could just breathe and enjoy Jesus, and then everything just works out to my favor. Amen. Hallelujah. The life that you, the testimony you heard from, from Brother Renee, the struggles that he had, but as soon as his faith rose up, he began to see the changes happening in his life. Amen. And he began to see what everybody said could not happen. Now it's happening. Now, now he's assigning a wonder to all his friends and family. This, this is Renee. This, this is Renee. You're not the same guy. Of course he's not. He's been made alive. Tell your neighbor, I've been made alive through Christ Jesus. The second, the, second, uh, the second thing everyone should know is in him, all things are made new. Amen? Everything is made new. In, um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Tell your neighbor, I'm brand new. You're brand new. You're right out of the box. You are perfect. You are brand new. There ain't, there, ain't, there ain't no oldness to you, amen? There ain't no oldness to you. You're brand new, amen? Hallelujah. You might say, well, pastor, I'm 85 years old. Yeah, but you've been made brand new by Jesus Christ. The Bible says if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. And so some people say, well, I, was, I, I had this happen to me. I, I, I had this problem. I was, I was born with this issue. But now you are born again. So you just take an eraser to the whole past, that the whole past, that whole thing that the that has been a, a thought in your mind that you have these issues. Just take an eraser to it. You are not born that way. You are born brand new in Christ Jesus. The Bible says you are a new creation. Say I'm a new creation. 
You are a new creation. You're a brand new man. So those things that the, that, the, that the world will say, that's the way people are. Listen, you are not depressed. You are not, you are not living a life of fear. You are, not, you are not a victim of molestation. You are not a drug addict. You are not, you don't have sexual perversion. You are brand new. You are brand new. Now you could go to the past and say, well, I know I've been made brand new, but I'm gonna hold on to this identity and still call myself this. That's your fault, not God's. Listen, Jesus came out of the grave. It's time for you to come out of the grave too. Those are dead things that belong to the grave. This one man, when he was born, he, he said, you know what? I, I've, I've always been homosexual. I've always had attraction for men. I, he, he, that was his life. But then when he gave his life to Jesus, he knew that he was made new, but he still had the attraction. But this man was a, his profession was an actor. He was a film actor. And so he said, you know what? Even though these things are working in me and these desires are working in me and, and calling me to do those things, I'm going to begin to act as if I am not homosexual. I'm going to begin to act just like every straight man. I'm going to begin to act like that person. And he began to act. And as he began to act, he began to develop relationships. And next thing you know, he's married, having children, and, and, and he was just completely set free. You know, the battle's in the mind. The battle's in the mind. And so the word of God says you've been made new in Christ Jesus, amen. If you have addictions of any area, if you have perversion of any area, any brokenness, begin to declare that I've been made brand new by the blood of Jesus Christ, that I'm a new creation, I'm a brand new man, and begin to declare that I have victory over those things in Jesus' mighty name. And you might say, well, pastor, what if I don't want to give up those things? That's your issue, not God's issue, but Jesus has made everything new, amen? And so you have to decide whether you want the newness of life or the oldness of the old. You know where the oldness of the old way leads to, but you know where the the newness of life leads to. You can either receive Jesus in the glorious life and just begin to thank God until you see the complete victory and walk in his ways, or you can deal with the old things that has the old problems, amen? But every one of us have to take the step of faith, amen, that we've been made brand new in Christ Jesus. Say, I'm brand new, amen? Brand new. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. The third thing is the kingdom of heaven is here. The kingdom of heaven is here. In Romans 14, verse 17, it's, it says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved, and approved by man. Now we can live in the kingdom of God. We don't have to wait to get to heaven to live in the kingdom of God. We can live in the kingdom of God now. The Bible says the kingdom of God is three things. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Say righteousness, righteousness peace, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Those are the things that God gives you. Those are the gifts that, that come through the kingdom of God. And just the presence of the king brings those things with him. Amen. I remember when my, when, uh, my father would, uh, would say, Kevin, let's go. And I would be, I'd be with my friend, Rolando. 
And I would say, Dad, can I bring Rolando? And my dad would say, yeah. And so we'd both go, and, and my dad would take us out to, out to eat, and we would sit down, and my dad would, my dad would always tell me this when I was playing baseball. He said, Kevin, you hit a home run, I'll take you to Red Lobster. I don't ever remember him taking me to Red Lobster because I didn't hit many home runs. <laughs> but when, when, when I was with my dad, you know, and my friend was with me, we would go, and whatever I was, whatever I got, my friend would get too. We'd go to a restaurant, and my friend could just order whatever he wanted because my father was paying for it. We would enjoy it because he was there. Now, when my father wasn't there, and it was just me and my friend, we'd be looking, okay, maybe, we'll get, maybe we could go to the Church of the Chickens. Maybe we get a, like two pieces and, and share something like that. I mean, just enough, you know. I mean, but, but what changed everything was when my father would show up. You know, when you're a kid and something would happen bad at school, you would say, well, well, my daddy. Because if my dad showed up, everything changed. Amen. You know, unless you were doing something bad in school and your dad showed up, everything changed too. Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And wherever he is, the kingdom of God goes with him. He is inside of us. The spirit of the kingdom is inside of us. So you don't need drugs for righteousness and peace and joy. You don't need any of the things that the world has because those things are false. But the things of heaven, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost are available to you. If you are feeling sad, all you have to do is begin to worship the Lord and the spirit of God will come come and you will see that, that that sadness will go. Listen, anxiety, depression does not belong to you in Jesus' name. That belongs to the pit of hell. That belongs to the devil. That's not yours. Next time anxiety tries to attack your mind or depression or fear, you should go and pick it up and say, devil, you dropped something. This don't belong to me. It belongs to you. It belongs to hell, not the kingdom of God. I dwell in the kingdom of God now. The king of kings and the Lord of lords has paid the price for me to live in the kingdom now. The Bible says put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Next time you feel a little sad, just begin to shout praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And watch how that, 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 that oppression just breaks off. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout praise the Lord. It just breaks off. It breaks off. Amen. The kingdom of God is now. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I can go before the Father and pray in complete freedom because I know there's nothing against me and God because I've received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I've been made right with God so I can look at God not as God, but I look at Him as Father. I have relationship. I have the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ on my, in my heart. I have the joy of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. All those things are gifts that cannot be taken away because Jesus gave them to me, amen? And they belong to you if you accept, if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior as well, amen? Hallelujah. And then the fourth, the fourth thing that you should know is that Jesus is coming again. He's coming again. In, uh, in Romans, actually it's in Acts chapter 1. The word of God says that Jesus ascended unto heaven in front of the disciples. They saw it all. And then 
the angels told, told the disciples, said, the same way you saw him go up is the same way he's coming again. Jesus is coming again. There are many people that are living their life as if Jesus is not coming for them. Jesus is coming for you. If the Bible says at the, at, the, at the end times there'll be a trumpet sound and the dead in Christ shall rise up and be caught up together with the Lord in the, in, in, in the heaven. And then the word of God says, then us who remain will be caught up together with the Lord. Amen. And so that's our hope and that's our destiny. When someone dies in Christ, we don't, we're not sorrowful because we know they're, they're going to be caught up together with the Lord at the rapture, amen? There's going to be a rapture of the church, amen? And we're going to be united together with our loved ones and with Jesus at the end. He's coming again for us, amen? He's coming again for us. That's why we stay ready. Tell your neighbor, be ready. Listen, you should always have your lamps full. You should always have your lamps full. You should always have the fire of God upon your life. You should always be looking and, ra- and waiting. When I see the things that are happening, Jesus said, when you see wars and rumors of war, look up for your redemption, draw near. Listen, these are the signs in the, of the times. Jesus is coming again. We should be a church waiting for him. But at the same time, we should be inviting as many people to get a part, become part of this by telling them that Jesus loves them, that Jesus died on the cross, but he rose from the dead, that the kingdom of God is here that they can be a new creation in Christ Jesus and that we are not forsaken but he's coming back again for us the Bible says that he will come and he will make all things new that every tear will be wiped away there'll be no more death there'll be no more pain that is our hope that is our destiny because we're saved because we're blood-bought children of the most high God we're not dead in the grave we're alive in Christ Jesus he's not dead he's alive there was this one preacher who was overcome with the grief and the sorrow of things that were happening in the world and he began to talk about just the worry the the worrisome that he had and the and begin to say you know maybe the only things will change is if we were to do this and do that and the, the preacher pretty much gave up all hope in God and there was a woman there that was a prophetess, and she stood up in the middle of the sermon, and she, she called out his name, and she said this, Is Jesus dead? And then she, she sat down. I don't know what you might be going through, or some of the issues you might be having, some of the problems you might be facing either today or tomorrow, but never forget that our king is alive. And that our hope is in him. And if he's alive, everything changes at the mention of his name. We have victory in the name of Jesus. We're not dead, but we have been made alive. Amen? Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, he's coming again. Hallelujah. My question is, are you ready? Are you ready? I mean, if if the trumpet sounded right now, If the trumpet sounded right now where Jesus was in the air and and the dead in Christ rose up, the Bible says like a thief in the night, a twinkling of eye, he will come. Like Jesus could come right now. And then the Bible says that we'll be caught up in the air, but those who who have never given their life to Jesus, because he's the way, he's the truth, and the life. Salvation is a free gift that he paid for, but it comes, but it, it, it becomes yours through faith. If you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will be saved. 
But have you given your heart to God? If Jesus came right now, would you be caught up in the air with him or, or would you stay behind? There's going to be a whole tribulation that's going to take place. The Antichrist is going to rise up. There's going to be so much wars and so much things happening and it, until the, the, final, the final battle, the battle of Armageddon, where, where the forces of darkness and the forces of, of, of light come in battle and then there's complete victory for the forces of light. There's going to be so much stuff. Listen, the Bible talks about it's going to be such a terrible period to live. But my question to you is, are you ready for the Lord, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? I'm not scared when I hear about wars and rumors of wars and the things happening in this world. It just motivates me that I need to share this message that Jesus is alive so more people come into the body of Christ. But if Jesus came right now, are you ready? Are you ready? If Jesus came right now, you would see clothes on the on the seats because the bodies would have been taken up to the Lord. But some might be here who've never given their life to God, don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and they 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 might stay. What are you how are you gonna live if the Holy Spirit is not moving? That's why we have to Consider the season, the time, and we have to stay ready because the, the angel said the same way you saw him go up is the same way he's coming down. He's coming down. He's coming for you. Are you ready? You don't want to miss this opportunity. You have to stand ready. I thank God that this week the world is going to be talking about the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I thank God that we're going to be talking about that. I thank God that the world is going to be talking about during this Easter season. But are you ready for the resurrection of Christ? Are you ready for the, for, for the rapture to come? Are you ready to, to walk with Jesus, to talk with Jesus, to, to be a counterpart of the body of Christ? I remember pastor was preaching one day he was talking about the end and he's standing at the pulpit and he says and when I get to heaven and he died right then and there I'm not going to die right now but what about you are you ready have you given your life to God is Jesus your Lord and Savior have your sins been washed with the blood of the Lamb? Is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? Have you been seated with Christ in heavenly places? See, because God calls you and he opens up his arms and he says, I love you and I want you, I want you to be saved, but, but you have to make the choice to give your heart to God. There are people that are watching right now all over the world. They never heard this message. They've heard about Jesus. They've heard about resurrection. They've heard a little bit about salvation, but they didn't know that the church is going to be raptured. They didn't know that he's coming again, and he's coming for a glorious church. That's why I preach the gospel like this, because, because the Bible says he's coming for a glorious church, and my responsibility is to bring the life power of Jesus Christ into, and speak it into the hearts of the people so that their lives are changed. I, could, I, can make a, I can make room for everybody's little things, and say, oh, it's okay, you do this, it's okay, you do that, it's okay, you do that. But, but to tell you the truth, there's, there's no you life in, in Christ's life. There's only his life. You, it, Jesus said if you have to deny yourself and follow him. 
There's no room for you in him. There's only room for him in you. And he's calling you. He's calling you into the body of Christ. Everyone here, I want you just to close your eyes for a moment. And I'm speaking to everybody watching through the airwaves, through television. Are you right with God? Have you given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ? So much stuff happening in this world. I don't know if we have another day. Every day that I'm alive, still preaching the gospel, I'm so excited because the Lord has given me opportunity to bring people to heaven. I know I'm going to heaven because of what Jesus has done for me. I've already confessed him as my Lord and Savior. And I know my name is written in heaven. But what about you? You could be born again. You could be saved. Everyone here, you could be born again. You could be saved. I'm going to speak to everyone in this room. If you've never given your life to God, and today you want to surrender your life to the Lord, when I count to three, I want you to lift up your right hand, and I'm going to pray with you. Maybe you have given your heart to Jesus Christ, but for some reason, you've walked away. You've fallen short of the glory of God, and today you want to rededicate your life to God. You could be ready for this time. You could be ready for when the Lord Jesus comes back for his glorious church. But it comes through the blood of Jesus Christ. If that's you and you want to rededicate your life to God or give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, on the count of three, I want you to lift up your right hand. And this is, this is going to be also for those watching on the airways. On the count of three, if you want to give your life to Jesus or rededicate your life to God, lift up your right hand. One, two, three. Lift it up wherever you're at. Praise God. Hallelujah. All over the church. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. People in the back, people in the front, people on the sides. Anyone else? Are you ready? If, if the trumpet sounds, are you ready to go to be with the Lord? Are you ready to, to meet your Lord and Savior? Hallelujah. This is your last opportunity before we pray. If that's you, lift up your right hand right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. God sees you. And I want everyone to say this prayer with me. Repeat this prayer out loud with me. Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come inside my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. I believe in you. Thank you, Jesus, that you have died on the cross just for me. I thank you for that. I will live for you. Fill me with your spirit. Teach me your ways. Use me for your glory. I will follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I am saved. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give God praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Stand up on your feet. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For those that are watching on home, at home, if you made that prayer or like to speak to someone regarding it, please call that number. We want to pray for you more and, and want to celebrate this new birth in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah.